One Together podcast, the podcast about bringing us together as one. It's funny. And it has been getting bigger and bigger every week with a mission to stop bullshit media from creating stupid stories that play into an idea that we just want drama and titillating headlines with zero substance. I mean, do you want that? Do you want gossip and rubbish that has no real substance? Because I was told that you do by many people in the entertainment industry. And what's more, that that's what women want? Ugh. Anyway, look, if we haven't already met, I am a very passionate and eccentric Heather Maltman. This entire podcast was created in the hope of creating an industry of media whereby we actually have to give you what you want rather than us telling you what you want. Let's educate ourselves and talk about stuff that really matters. And I am proud and loud about being a person who wants to connect people for real, which we are very proud to say has been happening. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories and requests to keep joining the podcast. I will get back to all of you. So please keep on saying hi. But first, we need to get into this week's episode. When I asked Alex Vavola to join us, she had space for maybe 20 minutes. And she ended up giving me so much more time. So that literally sums up the kind of woman that she is. A very, very savvy businesswoman. She's smart, she's funny, and completely open. But these are just some of her amazing qualities. She's also polished and wonderful to be around. She's not afraid to be called beautiful, which I really admire about her. Her company, Runway Room, is taking off like bloody lightning. But what you don't know is that it took her 18 years in the making and to this day, she absolutely loves her business. But what is it like? I mean, is it easy being Alex Favola? I mean, I know we all go, well, no, of course, everyone says it's hard to be them. But I mean, how does she continue to keep moving forward in such a competitive market such as the beauty industry? I mean, there has to be some kind of secret to it, am I right? Well, I guess you're just gonna have to listen to this week's episode. Here it is. I started sounding like Yogi Bear then. I don't know what happened, but we're leaving it in because it was so good. Like, I didn't know I could do Yogi Bear. Okay, Alex Favola, here we go. Um, Okay, so I've actually had to write down questions for you because I have so much to ask you in such a short amount of time. I've actually really looked up to you for quite a while. Yeah, as a career woman, as a mother just as a human being in general, to be honest. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, and I was actually talking to Brendan about that in studio, I think, two weeks ago. I mm-hmm. said to him, I was like, your wife is like, to me, the existence of a woman who has got her shit together. Uh, from the outside. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to talk to you because I feel like you and I would probably have a similar thing where, you know, you have people say to you, you've got your shit together, and you're like, oh, if only you knew the crazy. <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> So my first question to you is around, we were just talking then about Runway Room and all the work that you do. I mean, geez, there are makeup tutorials for online. You run your own makeup branding. Then you also do workshops for other young women and men so that they can learn how to do makeup. You also do photography. Then you're a mom. You're also a wonderful wife. I mean, I don't know what you don't do. And I just wanted to ask you, It all started, well, I mean, it looks like it all started in 2012, Mm -hmm. but how much work did it actually take to get it to be where it is today? Okay, so I was a makeup artist well before I started Run My Room. So I was a makeup artist and photographer um, for approximately 18 years, I think, when I started uh, the first Run My Room store. 
And basically I'd always had this idea of opening a hair and makeup bar where you could go if you had an event or, you know, a wedding or, um, you know, some sort of a night out where you wanted to get hair and makeup, you could go to the one place and get it done in one appointment, more affordable, but most of all, more time um, effective. So, Because, you know, as a woman, it's like you do not have time yeah. to be running from salon to salon. It's virtually Correct. impossible. I mean, yeah. going for, trying to, co- like, coincide to appointments for a start mm. on a Saturday is impossible. So getting, you know, your hair appointment and then getting a makeup appointment, which was usually the only people mo- offering makeup, was shopping centre style like your Mac and mm. your Napoleon counters. So... It was a huge chunk of your day to get those two services before you even started your night out. So it was inconvenient, which is why I think a lot of women wouldn't bother. They'd get just their hair done or just their makeup. Um, So Runway Room was the first in Australia to really offer that service um, to the capacity that we did, which was basically all the time, Tuesday to Saturday we're open and you can book a hair and makeup appointment any day of the week, any time. consistency in staff. We had highly trained makeup artists. We did not use freelancers that we had never used before, which I think a lot of makeup places were doing at the time. So a lot. the biggest thing when I opened around my room I noticed was a fear of makeup. Women were frightened to get their makeup done because they'd had so many bad experiences. Hello. Yeah, yeah. it's so common and Isn't everyone's it? had it. But now I think... Um, first of all, I think everybody's a hell of a lot more makeup savvy than what they were when mm-hmm. around my room opened. And people now, it's just a normal thing to get your hair and makeup done. And, yeah. you know, it's it's funny because I know that we were disruptors in this space. I know that this business did actually create a big um, part of that momentum um, because there was no one else doing it. And mm. quite quickly we had four stores um, opened throughout Melbourne and it did quickly become the norm that you would get your hair and makeup done for, um, you know, even just a dinner, whereas... Back in the day, you would really only get your hair and makeup done for your wedding. So mm. it's something that's really evolved. This industry has evolved and I think that we've definitely been um, a part of that evolution in, in making it accessible and affordable basically because it's it obviously was also super expensive getting a private makeup yeah. artist and then a hairdresser. So for us to be able to combine the services and make it more of an express service and make it more affordable has made it therefore more accessible and then therefore something that people actually do use a lot of the time. Have you found though like in starting that and sort of shaking up the industry in the way things were done previously, did you find that it created like this sort of us versus them situation in the beauty industry? Like did you have competitors become upset in some way because you were offering something that maybe they hadn't been able to do before? I I wouldn't say that. I would say I had a lot more doubters. A lot of people sort of were like, well, why hasn't it been done before? Because obviously it doesn't work. A lot of people said that to me and I'm like, no, it will work. I know we really want this. Yeah. A lot of people said that to me. And then since then, a lot of people that have then gone and done it themselves. So Mm. they've had hairdressing salons and they're now all of a sudden they've teamed up with a makeup artist and they've got the, Mm. the beauty in there. And that's, I've seen a lot of salons now are offering both, which is great because, I mean, it's something that as a person that's been in the, in the industry and had a business, I look at the income that you make from hair alone and what you make from makeup and mm. it's why wouldn't you, if you've got a space, why wouldn't you offer both if yeah. you can? I mean, you know, it's not that easy just to start offering. You've got to get the right people and the right team and the right product and um, you've got to have an understanding on how, how to market it. But Still, it's not something that you can't be mentored through and learn and research. And why wouldn't you offer more mm. and make more money out of your business? So, 
Um, it's great to see that actually, yeah, a lot of businesses are evolving now. A lot of salons are offering makeup and they're offering tanning and they've, they've diversified mm. because it's so competitive. And offering one service now isn't really enough in this industry. Do you find, though, uh, with the whole how social media has changed and, you know, it's kind of creating this, you know, very, uh, I guess, fake world that everyone keeps talking mm -hmm. about, do you ever have issues with that sort of stuff? One of my best girlfriends is a makeup artist in Sydney and she either falls into two categories on social media she finds. She cannot seem to find a happy medium. It's either she's posting beautiful images of women who are wearing this amazing makeup that she's done and mm -hmm. beautiful hair and all that sort of stuff and people are losing their mind saying, you know, stop posting this stuff. It's making it other, harder for other women to achieve these goals and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then on the flip side of that, she's getting amazing love from women as well being mm. like, so yeah. she's like, oh, look, I think, I think in this world we live in, you're going to get criticism no matter which side of the fence you're on. Yeah. So I think you can't please everybody. You've just got to please yourself. So if you're someone that loves makeup and you love following makeup artists and you love watching their work and their art, then that's great. That's who you're going to follow. And if you're someone that doesn't want to see it and it does make you feel insecure, then you don't follow. It's so easy. You just mm. don't follow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. know like, unfollow. It's not being forced down your neck. Mm. So. Um, but I think most women really do get quite inspired by seeing beautiful makeup because for us particularly, we show everyday clients, real women all the time. We're not showing just models. So if you mm. look at our salons page, it's full of women of all different age groups. Oh, yeah, 100%. And all different. Um, Shapes and sizes correct. and skin tones. And oh, it it's beautiful. Shows I love it. You know, they've come in and how beautiful they look after mm. and how great they feel. Most importantly, and one of the biggest things that, um, has been part of the culture at Runway Room from when I first opened the first store was what we do is not just about aesthetically pleasing someone. It's about making them feel good. Like they come in, they're rushing around, they've got a big event, they're nervous, they sit down, we give them an experience that one is enjoyable because they're being pampered and they, don't, they can relax, they can have a coffee. They walk out that door and they feel like a million bucks and they go out with greater confidence, um, a spring in their step, and it's it truly is about feeling good. Mm. Although it is still about how we look, we can't help. It is part of us. How we look is still part of us. So you can say, you know, it's about your inner self all you like. It's still <laughs> the first time. You still first... feel like shit if you eat a donut and it ends up on your ass, let's be honest. Well, like I know I do. <laughs> it's also just something that, you know, it's, it's human nature. The second we see someone, we mm. instantly form an opinion from what we have seen before they open their mouth and speak, before we know anything about them. That's a fact. Like it's a scientific fact. So if you walk into a room feeling your best, you're going to give off a vibe of an air of confidence and you're going to feel so much better than if you walk in looking like crap, you know you haven't put any effort in, you're rushed around. So that's just a, a simple fact. And I don't think it's promoting you know, that looks are the only thing that's important. Of course it's not. But mm. um, I think confidence and feeling good about your appearance definitely helps. And as I've always said, it's not just about being pretty. Yeah. It's about being polished, professional. It's like a man walking in in a beautiful suit, cleanly shaven. It's mm. the same thing. It's Amen. about, you know, it's about feeling good about yourself, that you're, um, you're polished and you're presentable, yeah. I guess, and professional and all of those things. So, yeah, it's not just about being pretty. No, okay. totally. And just quickly, like a man in a suit with a delicious amount of cologne, like I'm just saying, that's, <laughs> I'm about that. Exactly. It's the <laughs> same thing for guys. Yeah. It's all about yeah, presenting yourself yeah. well and feeling good about yourself. So then what would be your way of decompressing? Because I can only imagine the... 
And I always say this, I speak from my own perspective when it comes to the work arena as a woman because, you know, running a podcast with um, so far three staff members, I'm already struggling just with that. Mm -hmm. And usually my vice to, I guess, relax and decompress and continue to stay mentally focused is actually to be creative. And Mm -hmm. now that my job is creative, I'm having to find other ways of doing that. Interpretive Mm -hmm. dance is one of them. I may or may not be naked. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you like? What do you do, or do you actually find that you're one of those people that coasts and you're already good? Um, oh, look, to be honest, I love what I do so much, and I'm so obsessed that I just don't feel like I really ever want to have that break. Like I, mm. I spend a lot of time at home now, obviously because I've had a baby, so I'm not in the office as much, and I'm certainly not in the salons really at all anymore. Not um, just our baby. You've got four children. Four, yes. You amaze me. But I've got three bigger ones, so they're actually very helpful. Everyone right. always says, "Oh, you got your hands so full." I'm like, "No, this is actually the easiest one I've ever had because I've right. got Mia, who's 19, and I've got yeah. Lenny, who's 12, and Lulu, who's nine. So and Toby three... is like super cute, by the way. Yeah, she's so such adorable. a potato. It's so she cute. Is, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's just beautiful. So, yeah, I think I do spend a lot of time at home with my family, which is probably my my decompression. Um, mm. But I am so in love with what I do. I am always like I'm always researching. I'm always on Instagram. I'm always emailing the girls in the office, and I'm always I'm always on. Like I'm always. I've always got my runway room hat on and I'm. Oh, I definitely noticed that I walked in the room and I'm setting up equipment and you're still in setting up appointments well, and, I'm, like, working out schedules. And I was like, wow, this woman is just... Well, we have to now because I don't get in here enough at the moment. So, yeah, right. I do feel like I'm a little bit um, light on the actual spending time with the girls in the office. But Toby's getting bigger now and um, it's just... I actually had planned to be back earlier a bit more, but Brendan's been really busy with all his stuff. So it's sort of... Um, been a bit of a battle of who's free. (laughs) (laughs) Who gets to go to work? (laughs) Who can watch the potato? Yes, who can watch the potato, but we do fight over the potato. When we're all home, we all fight over it. Um, But yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it is something that I'm, I'm happy to always be Mm. doing, to be perfectly honest. I just love it. And, you know, as I said, I'm very lucky. I do get to spend a lot of time at home with my kids. And so I feel like I know people say there's no such thing as balance, but I feel like I do have a good balance in that respect at this point in time. It wasn't always like that. Yeah, right. Like early days I worked way too much and I do look oh, back really? and think, oh, you know, because Lulu was only little mm-hmm. when I started and I um, I was working six days a week in the salon and I was Holy you know, shit. long hours. Yeah. But, you know, I had to. I mean, okay. that, was at st- that was at starting point and mm. I really had to be there and I had to push because it was such a new concept and... I didn't start with a client base. I wasn't someone that was working from home and then, mm-hmm. you know, so it was it was very, very risky really when I think back of like what I opened and it was a new concept to everyone. They were like, oh, what is this? And yeah. so, yeah, I did. I, I has, it hasn't always been that great um, work and home life balance but um, we're seven years in now and I think probably having a baby has forced me to take a step back from actual office hours and mm. do a little bit more from home. And luckily what I do now, I can do all from home. It's, it's emails, it's phone calls and mm. so. So then two things um, from you saying that. One, do you think it's possible then to have it all, that stupid quote that is incredibly frustrating that Sex in the City really drummed into us? Thanks for that, <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw, you bitch. Um, <laughs> but um, also how, how did you achieve that balance? Or was it literally well, just... So much time. I th- just well, time. I do want to be clear that I think 
certainly am still in a very big building phase with this business. So mm. it's not, we're nowhere near where I hope to be. Um, we're still probably a good quite a few years off of getting the brand, the, the cosmetic line to where I want to see it. I love so, how it's like not at your level yet and I look online and I'm like, holy shit, oh, it's this just, woman's I killing it. We're still so early, you know, we're, yeah. we're still relatively unknown. That's um, exciting. Nationally. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I find it so exciting and that's why I'm still so passionate about it. And so, yeah, oh, look, I I think there's still so much work to be done and mm. we've got so much growth and, and I personally still have quite a, a hill ahead of me. But... Um, I think getting a good team um, at, at, the, at head office level particularly and having good managers in the stores has been the integral part of being able to appear like you've got it all, which I don't <laughs> but appear like, you know, you can have a home life and you can mm. still have business. So um, I think, yeah, that's the, the, the most important thing is to have a supportive and um, competent team mm. around you and otherwise I wouldn't be able to not be here. Right. So people you trust, people that um, are capable and people that have got a good understanding of your vision as well. I think it's really important to make sure that your um, your team is on the same page of where this business is going. So yeah. It's interesting you say that because I'm, I'm in that, I guess, bracket now where I'm seeing someone that I don't know if I really want to do the whole marriage thing just purely because I'm a saver and I'm like, I can't justify the money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the dresses, but I would wear one out just for shits and giggles, um, which would be really weird at a bar. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, like I'm trying to decide, like, can I be with this person who I just think is the best thing since sliced bread? And I really like bread. Um, <laughs> so but, oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh, man, if I could bathe in bread, I would do that. And that's weird because it's yeast. Anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, it's like I'm trying to decide, do I continue to put as much energy into this business that I've started in the hopes of really helping other people grow their lives or do I bite the bullet and allow myself to start really trying for my own family and do all that? And if I do, is it even possible? Because from what I've followed in your career over the years that I've watched you grow as a woman and especially in the beauty industry, you seem to have been able to do that. And I'm like, how, how, how did you do it? Because I look at it and I go, okay, all right, so here's what we'll do. So we'll be trying for a kid. The business will already be online. We'll be starting production on all these things. What I can do is once baby is out of me, I will put said potato in one of those carriers and I'll just, <laughs> it can just scream on the front. I don't even care. We'll record around it. I'll make it work. I think you, you can know, do like, it. I think you, well, you've got your whole pregnancy, number one, to plan and prepare. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you just, you take the time you need at those early stages and then there's childcare, there's relatives, like you can make it work. And I think, I think sharing the responsibility is so important between mum and dad. Mm -hmm. I think we have such a mindset that mum has to just look after the baby and dad just carries on, you know, with his career. But I think if you can share the responsibility and look, not everyone can yeah. because different work um, schedules allow for some or people. life circumstances and maybe the other person in, isn't in your life anymore. Correct, but. yeah. There's Look, there's so many different um, scenarios. But with me, I was lucky because when I started Runway Room, well, I wouldn't say lucky, but Brendan wasn't really working. So <laughs> <laughs> he had all the time in the world to have right. Lulu who was still at home and um, the other two are at school. So, mm. well, yeah, Lenny was starting school. So, um I, I think it made it a lot easier for me. If I was having to put Lulu in childcare full-time, I don't know if I could have done that. So I think okay. it really does depend on 
um, your circumstances and how much support you have from your family as well. Um, mm. But, I mean, I have put my kids in childcare before but certainly not full-time when they were babies. I don't know that I would have still started around my room if that's my choice, if that's what I had to do. Yeah. I've been wondering whether or not I could like start a recording studio where the baby's room is soundproofed. Yes. Or I get a cupboard. Yeah. You know? And it can have like I a don't baby drawer. The cupboard. <laughs> what if it's oxygenated? Uh, you may no. have an unhappy baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you definitely look, there's ways around. I think if you're really passionate about what you're doing, you find mm. a way. But yeah, it really does depend. I mean, for me too, it was a necessity. So Brendan wasn't working. And so I had to provide for my kids. So it was partially huge amount of passion for what I was doing and I'd always had this dream that to, to make it a bigger, more available service for more people than what mm. than it being just me. Um, but the other part of it was necessity. Um, financially, we needed an income and we needed to support the kids and he wasn't working. He was mm. playing footy, I believe, um, in the country at the time, but that mm. was it. So right. that was a big reason and a big drive driving force for me and... Um, also, obviously, having Brennan available to have the children, I didn't have that guilt as such of having to leave them with a stranger or childcare or anything. So, were you I was scared sucking. at all? I was terrified because yeah. I'm shitting myself. Like, I am next level, so afraid of the idea of being pregnant and trying to run a business. Right. Like, um, it yeah. is next level, like, scary to me. I think the pregnancy part is okay as long as you have a good pregnancy. I mean, mm. you know, you don't know. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend's had a shit one recently. Hers has been terrible. Yeah, it can yeah. be really hard. My pregnancy with Toby was a lot harder, I think, just because I was older. Just your hair back from the oh, mic. Sorry. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, yeah, that pregnancy was a lot harder um, being older. But, yeah, I did find it. I did find it harder being as um, motivated for work throughout the pregnancy. But, mm. you know, I think... Um, you won't know until you try. <laughs> <laughs> it's really? so true because everyone is so different when yeah. it comes to all that stuff. Exactly. Like you really don't know. Exactly. But also like I've been in the position where I've kind of been the person that is, like I'll be honest, so my business partner that I'm running the podcast with, Matt, we've, we were together for about a year and a half and we broke up for a while because financially he was sort of struggling and mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, you need to go away and work on that and figure figure your shit out and then mm -hmm. when you're done and you're ready to, you know, be power couple, come find me, we'll wear business suits. Um, and he managed to sort of get it together and every now and again he will struggle again and I'm constantly. So this is your partner now. Yeah, right. I'm constantly like shitting myself because I feel like I've grown up in a world where it's normal for the guy to have the income. Mm. I yeah, feel like have, I, yeah. How do you break past that boundary of, well, or how did you break past it or did you never really feel it? Because I feel it. Well, I just think we had no choice because Brennan mm. found himself in that situation and um, there was no choice. So uh, and I had always, I'd always worked throughout our um, relationship anyway, but never had the pressure on me being the sole income earner. So mm. um, working, you know, wasn't an issue and having my income wasn't an issue. That had sort of always been the case. But um, I just think we were, things evolved the way they're supposed to. And if you're naturally the one that's sort of more driven and more motivated and your your business is growing or whatever, then it's just the way it goes. And mm. I think... It's more probably most, in, well, I shouldn't say most, in some cases um, the men struggle with it. I mean, Brendan didn't. Brendan's always loved that I've had my own 
Oh, um, that man is like passion. crazy proud of you. He is and it's yeah. so nice. He's always been very, very supportive of my work, which mm. I do see is not always the case in relationships. So I do feel that I have personally been lucky to have the support of my partner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were also separated through that time as well. So like Runway Room was not just smooth sailing. I was a single mum because Brennan was living in Yarrawonga. And right. so, you know, it, it, it. I just had to make it work. And I think I had support of family. Um, and, you know, by then I had a good team and I was only, I only had one salon then too and a good team in that salon and then we sort of, you know, all just made it work. So I think, yeah, you you really just um, won't know until you try. Mm. I just think you just got to, you just got to forge ahead with whatever it is you want to do and you just got to make it work. Time for a quick break and for you to hear about the products that One Together gets behind. All right, drinking alcohol is a pastime in Australia that you just can't get away from, all right? It happens over here. In fact, it's a big cultural thing the world over. But if you're anything like me and you cannot drink very often or you like to be mindful of the effects that it has on your body, but you also don't mind the odd wine or sundowner as well, do I have the gift for you? I actually do. It's called Body Armor and it's actually this really smart drink that was developed by a team of dudes that wanted to protect their liver when they were drinking alcohol, right? So it actually helps with the effects of hangovers, which is awesome. It means that you can actually get up and get into the day if you've maybe gotten a little bit too frazzled the night before. But also it's recognized by the TGA over here, which means it's categorized as a medicine. And that, my friends, is really difficult to do. Even pregnant women drink it for nausea. So it's this really boss stuff and it will help you out a lot. It really protects your liver and all of the good things that you need it to do when your body isn't doing good. So you can get it on their website. That's bodyarmor.com.au or you can get it on their socials, bodyarmor.au. That's A-R-M-O-U-R because they wanted to keep you in the mix. Get it? Yeah, because they thought of you when they made it. That's a little joke I added in for you. Thanks for staying with us. Everything we endorse is fully backed and loved by the team at One Together. We do our research on every company or product to make sure it's either healthy-minded or it will serve to give back to the community or even the environment in some way. So let's get back to that discussion. Do you realise if you hadn't created this business and taken all those risks and saw it as a a non-choice, I suppose, because the truth is it is a choice. Like you could have totally given in and been like, mm, fuck it, this isn't going to work and gone on welfare or something. And if you hadn't, like you wouldn't be running a business that is literally creating independence for so many other young women and men mm. to run their own businesses as well. Like, it's, Yeah, it's funny you say that because I had a couple of girls come up to me at we had our Christmas party and a couple of the freelancers that work for us and that work in the salons occasionally say to me how they'd done the course and now working for the company and how it was just their dream and how amazing it was and one girl in particular who was actually a girlfriend of mine she said how much work she'd gotten from runway room and how you know instrumental it had been in her um gaining that independence back and financial independence and and a passion for what she does and she and I thought to you I'd never really thought about it from other people's perspective and I'm like that's such a nice feeling to think that you know, other people are benefiting from my passion as well. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. And I love it because we have an academy as well. So, we train makeup artists to then go out and, and become professionals in their own right. And um, that's something we started off quite small, but it's grown. And we now we're partnered with Chisholm. So, we offer a Cert 3 Holy through shit. Chisholm. Yeah. 
So really? That, that was the course. We used to run the course ourselves. It was a 12-week course and that was it was the course that I developed and had would, was just running through our own academy. And then um, we partnered with Chisholm and because they're obviously a certified um, yeah. uh, RTO, yeah. they offer it's a modified version of our course that's now become a Cert 3, which we supply the kits for. And, yeah, so wow. that's something I look at now. It's beyond our own academy now. We've got the four campuses offering our courses and these little runway room makeup artists springing up everywhere. So it's that is like a dream come true for me because that's quite amazing when I see people tagging us all the time online from their course, from a, one of our looks they've learned or one of the products that they're using. or And it's just, yeah, that's been a really wonderful um I guess turning point in in the business to say wow like there's so many people now out there learning mm. what we've created so yeah. what's been your favorite story of one of the people that's learned from you or like employees um, or something that's like gone from like zero to a hundred in the time that they've worked with you there's quite a few actually we've got a, a heap of success stories of recently that we I've seen like people that have opened their own salons and doing really well um, Wow. A, a lot of young girls that have literally started out quite young, had no experience and are now working, you know, in our salons and that is their that is their career. Um, I've had a, a, a lot, to be honest. Like yeah. in the last probably three years, um, there's been a lot of success stories. So, yeah, no, I mean, no one real, I don't know, who, Renee, who can you think of that's a real standout? Marilyn was pretty. Marilyn's yeah, pretty. she's amazing. Marilyn's opened a, a business very similar to Runway Room. Yeah. And they're very, very successful and I see their work on Instagram all the time and they're doing very, very well and that's nice to see because she she did our course. and. So wait, she's running her own business with her own line and doing all well, of her no, own she's stuff? Got a, it's, or... a, it's a salon. So it's like the same concept as Runway Room, hair and makeup bar mm-hmm. so people, women can go and get that that service done um, yeah. she's opened one of those so. and does she use the same runway products she does well she's got our kit I know that yeah. um and yeah she's she's tagged us numerous times using our products so I'm assuming yes she does use a lot of our products but um she's doing really well and a lot of young girls that are out now freelancing and mm. building up wedding clientele and and a lot of girls working for us so like in within our stores and yeah that's um that's okay Sorry. <laughs> that's okay no it's fine um so are you aware then how rare it is to meet a businesswoman that is helping other women or even men, obviously, but specifically a businesswoman helping another woman create her own business and not needing to be a part of that business in any way and just allowing them to be free and independent? Do you know mm-hmm. how rare that is? And you're like oh, literally we do want them doing to use our that. Products, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, like, hope they continue to use our products. No, but, but like know, to not feel true. threatened though. Like you're just like, no. oh, she's doing it too. Great. Go it's do your thing. Because like, in the beginning, you know, I did think, oh gosh, like so many people were going and doing mm. exactly what I was one of the first people really to do it. And I did have that fear. I'm like, oh, everyone's now copying, everyone's going and doing it, and they're all doing the same thing. And um, it took for me to mature, I think, and grow within the business a little bit to realise that that's an amazing thing and it can only help my business in the long run anyway, but also to see that other people are out there doing it. And I think, you know, that definitely comes with age to mm. actually be able to look at other people and and see them succeed in what, you know, you've taught them to do and be proud of that and not feel threatened or not feel... Um, you know, like, yeah, like they're going to take your idea or take your business <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, it's 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 amazing. It is. It's amazing seeing so many young girls out there and just knowing so many people are out there. 
like have learnt with our product and they're, mm. you know, like using our kits and um, starting their business from what we've taught them is, yeah, it's pretty cool. How do you get out of that self-talk, you know, that negative place where you go, where you start going, oh, they are doing the same thing as me and it's all going to come undone and then yeah. the next thing you know you're like thinking about all the ways that you can protect your business so that no one can steal it, you end yep. up in that place. How do you stop that? I think that? just basically confidence and knowing, do you know what? you know what you're doing and mm. you've just got to believe in yourself and that is such a cliche but it's so true and if as long as you do believe in your path I think you cannot focus on other people and what they're doing you cannot worry about competition you I mean knowing what other people like competition are doing always smart to know what the competition's doing as far as you know, brands go and yeah. where their products products But not like going down that rabbit hole of but like, no. but why are they doing it and when are they doing it and no. does it look anything like and mine? You've and just, if you stay on your own path and your vision is always looking forward, you're always moving forward. And I, mm. and I think that's so important because I think a lot of people do get hung up on little things and caught up in someone's gone and done something and it's, it feels like a personal attack to you. And But it's just not and it's something that I think... The, the longer you're in business, the more resilient you get and the more you realise that it's as of no consequence really in the end game because if someone has done something maliciously or they have stolen, you know, your um, ideas or whatever, uh, generally I don't think it's come from a good place, it's going to last that long anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it never really seems to survive because no. the idea wasn't like it wasn't generated from you. They don't have the knowledge you, a lot so of the time. Yeah, they yeah. Don't, yeah, they don't know the passion behind it or the drive behind doing it in the first place. The drive. It usually and falls I think over. Yeah. yeah, so I exactly. think, and, and, you know, as I said, you just can't worry about, you can't, you've got to just focus and keep all of your energy onto your mm. business and your path and what you're doing and just mm -hmm. not worry about what others are doing. Well, I think that's like an amazing note to leave it on. I'm very aware of the fact that you have an insane day today. Like Fev's got the, the TV show thing tonight. You've yes. got to go help out with the girls. You've got stuff going on here at One Runway Room. I mean, we, what don't you do? So <laughs> uh, I guess the last thing that I would probably leave it on with you is what would be your one piece of advice to someone right now? Maybe, you know, you're on, on your way to I don't know, go to the toilet, who cares? Um, what would be your one piece of advice to the person who's struggling to take that first step mm -hmm. to really putting themselves out there in either creating their own business, starting a family, generally making better life choices, maybe even going for their loaner licence mm -hmm. at the age of 50? That would be my daughter at the rate she's <laughs> Well, her licence anyway, she's still on her learners. Um, I would say I think... Um, know what you're doing, first of all. So so have a good understanding of what you're going to get into. So whether it be starting a family or whether it be a business, I think having knowledge is paramount. Um, and then if you're comfortable in that knowledge, then I think it's, it is really back to believing in yourself, having the confidence and never wavering. I think the biggest reason people fail in business is you always go through a very difficult period and it's very, really, very rarely does it just go bang and you're making oodles of money and everything's great. Like there's usually mm. a, a start-up period that is very stressful for any new business and I think being told, no, your idea is not great, this isn't going to work or that's not going to work or I don't like that or I don't like the look of that or whatever, I, I had so many different opinions from people and that's all they are is that one person's opinion and I think you've got to 
you've got to have the belief and the confidence in yourself that you believe what you're doing is the right thing because, you know, taking on board everybody's negativity is why businesses fail, I think. They try to listen to everyone too much and also it just, you lose your confidence and you Mm. think, oh, God, oh, God, what am I doing? And I've had many moments where I've thought, what am I doing? But end result always comes back to me going, no, I know I'm doing the right thing. And I think if you just stay on that path of always believing, and that's something I've, you know, I've heard from a lot of other women that have been in business that, well, women that have particularly been very successful and I've watched their stories Mm. and their journeys, the same thing. They had so many doors shut in their face early on for years and years. And one of them was a a cosmetics company um, and she was told no, no, no by all the big chains, Ulta and QVC and everyone that sells cosmetics in America had said no to her for a period of years. And she sold her business two years ago for $1.3 billion. What? Billion dollars. And she and she was a self-made woman. Shut the billion dollar She's, door. Yeah. That's awesome. And she started it from her garage and she was told she had <laughs> she tried to get an investor early on and she was told by the investor, look, I'm sorry, but I just I've decided not to, and I that's because I don't think women are gonna buy cosmetics from you because mm. she wasn't the idea of what he thought someone who was building a cosmetic brand should look like, basically. Oh, shit. Yeah. And she said that um, the day that it went, it went public that she'd sold her company for $1.3 billion. He, he emailed her and he said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And I'm like, what an amazing, like, what an amazing woman. And she, she said she had knockbacks and setbacks for years. She was told, no, she kept trying to go, she kept presenting her brand again to the retailers and no one wanted it. And now it is probably one of the biggest brands in America. So, Holy yeah, it's, it's definitely about, um, yeah, understanding, having knowledge about what you're doing. Obviously, don't just go and start something when you don't have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. um, but then if you do know what you're doing and you believe in it enough, keep believing and don't don't get sidetracked and lose your confidence because that's, that's mm. I guess, the biggest um, hiccup that I see. And, and, and what I felt personally numerous times, I've felt that and I think you've just got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. I really like, I feel like what I'm taking from this is like stay in your lane. Yes, stay in your lane. It's like every now and again, if you need to indicate, just indicate, pull to the side, maybe take a rest up, but make sure you indicate back out. Overtake. Overtake if you got (laughs) it. Especially if someone's in a Datsun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was me. That was my first car. (laughs) We had a shitty Kingswood and the brakes stopped working after a while. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) But housing commission. Um, Look, it's been really amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to make sure to share across all of our social media, website, and all of our um, online platforms, basically how people can get involved with Runway Room, um, how they can get a hold of the makeup as well because your products are fantastic. I'm looking at eyelashes right now that if I wore, I would get so many boyfriends and girlfriends. <laughs> um, but, yeah, also the tra- like the training that you do. Yep. Um, is there anything else that you would like us to share for I the brand? I guess just about the products. Um we are made in Australia. A lot of the formulations are actually our own. It's not just a brand that we have just slapped a logo on from China. This is all made here. It's premium quality and it is so affordable. So the message that we're trying to get out, and we're really only just launching the brand actually for the first time this year. Mm. So we've, we've had products for quite some time, but we're officially launching in July, I believe. Um, and so hopefully a lot more people are going to know over in my room and know about the products. Okay. But that's the message. Is I that, love that it's Australian made. Yeah, it that's is. And awesome. not tested on animals. So. Oh, yay. Yes, oh, we're an I ethical brand it. and we're trying to really get 
all of our packaging over. So a lot of our stuff now is yeah. like this, which is cardboard, all the little cardboard and um, packaging and reusable. So reusable pieces. Yes, yeah. so I love it's all a lot those. more sustainable. And we're trying to sort of work mm. our way into um, making all of our packaging more sustainable and just be be the most ethical brand we can be going forward. So Oh, and you're being good with the planet. Who we're trying. are you? You're just like, well, do you guys just work, work with her do. and think, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> They're a part of it. They're a part of it. Like, this is exciting. Well, yeah, we're definitely going to make sure to share all of this across all the social media. So if you've been yep. joining us today and you want to get a hold of more information about Runway Room, you can grab all of that online and across all the social media handles and they are coming up for you right now. Well, there you go. That is the lovely Alex Favola. And for more information about Runway Room and what they have to offer, you can head to their website, which is runwayroom.com slash pages slash academy. You can also follow Alex on Insta, which is at Runway Room or at Alex Favola Makeup. And we will make sure to share all of that across my socials as well. And this is how you get a hold of those little bad boys. Ah. Remember, you can follow us on the website, which is onetogetherpodcast.com. You may have even found us on there in the first place. You can leave comments on the site if you like as well, or you can shoot us a personal email to onetogetherpodcast at gmail.com. We love getting feedback and we also love your suggestions on whether or not you feel you have a story that you could share that could potentially help other people. Now, there are so many platforms we are on now and the best part, if you sign up to Anchor where we are hosted, you can send us audio messages. For example, hello, One Together Podcast. My name is, insert name here, and I would like to say, insert comment here of amazingness and frivolity. So like I keep saying, we are one together. So we love hearing from you because we're creating a community. It's not about us talking at you. It's about us sharing insights and discussing things as a group. Now you can get extras on the following socials. Heather Maltman for Instagram and Heather Maltman Official on Facebook because I am fancy. You can also get us on the Tube of You as well, which is otherwise known as YouTube. That's a little dad joke for you. Uh, this is the One Together podcast reminding you that one is in fact not the loneliest number. Keep getting after it and feel free to pass this along to anyone who might even start thinking slightly that they are not anything other than the absolute shit because you are the shit. You are the shit. You are amazing. Keep getting, you want me to stop? Okay, no, stop. Sorry about that. I got a bit overexcited. Keep listening.